Hi, and welcome back to the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast. We are a podcast here on the Five Star Net- Network, and I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn. It's been a while, but we had to take a break uh, for some personal reasons, but we are back now, and the whole trio is with me, or the whole trio is here. Yannick, Dylan, how are you guys doing? So glad to be back. It's good talking to you guys again. Um, it's been a while for reasons. Um, and yeah, two very eventful weeks. Yeah, that is for sure. It's so yeah. good to be back, though, with you guys. I, I missed the ap- episode last time. I want to give so much love to Kay who replaced me on the last episode. I was out because of my birthday. But just in general, Kay, you do so much for Five Star and all the people here. You were amazing on the show, and your love for Dragon Gate shines through in all of the shows uh, that you have and all the interviews you do. So I wanted to thank Kay, uh, doing great things for everybody here. They're doing so much good for us all here. And you too as well, obviously, held down the fort, and uh, as always, really loved coming back. I was so hyped to come back on the show with you guys. I, I really genuinely missed doing it the last couple of weeks, and now we're here, and we've got a lot to catch up on in the last couple of weeks. So it should be at least a very good, or at least a very noteworthy show. So it could be good, it could be a train wreck. Don't you want to listen to find out what it'll be? <laughs> yeah, I also want to thank uh, Spoon uh, at the Five Star Network, because uh, I, I had to like say that we the Dramatic Dream Dragons will be off for a couple of weeks uh, uh, because of uh, me basically falling out of love with pro wrestling after uh, hearing some news uh, <laughs> for like a couple of days. Uh, but and I, it, they were uh, he was totally fine with that, which is great. Uh, so now we are back and we have a lot to cover, uh, very very much. And we'll start off from the seventh in DDT, into the fight 2024 tour in Shinjuku phase, Yukio Sakaguchi's retirement show. The, of course, not going to talk about all the matches on the show, uh, but the first match I want to touch on here was the DDT Extreme title a challenger match. Hardcore stipulation, Hideki Okutani defeats MJ Paul with the, with the Kutsukuado. Uh, on two chairs after nine minutes and fifty three seconds. Very fun hard, very like fun hardcore match for MJ Paul's level, who normally is very is very often off. Hideki Kotani looked very good though, and him winning is definitely the right decision. Like the opponent is not important for this. Yeah. Um and you know giving MJ Paul something to do every other year is fine. Um match was fine. <laughs> but it feels it's so good that Okatani is back. Obviously him challenging Shunma, which is the rematch um of Shunma's horrible injury. Yeah. But like this feels like full circle, and it comes at the right moment as Okatani 
you know, he is alone. He eruption is no more, and he needlessly has something to do. Yeah, at least for a while. Like uh, a challenge is a challenge, and it will go over. So they they need to follow it up in some way. Maybe he wins the title. Who knows? Um, which I wouldn't be opposed, but I think we talk about that when we preview Judgment. Is yeah. it Judgment? Yeah, I have the full card for that uh, later. Okay. Uh, the currently announced card for that later. Okay. Uh, we'll cover the, the matches there. Hey, Deku Kutani winning is the right choice, and him and Shinma should be fun. Imagine at Judgment we get an MJ Paul singles match for only, a title. Only Amy would like that. <laughs> she would not. Even she couldn't hold up the bit. Why is Amy catching strays right now? Okay, we, you you don't. She didn't say that. You can't. You can't determine no, that. She before. loves MJ Paul, uh, and that's and true. But okay. it, yeah, exactly. She she's realistic. At least you you're putting stuff on her that I'm not, I'm not vibing with right now. I don't think anybody could vibe with an MJ Paul singles match at Judgment, but. <laughs> I, I do want to go to uh, the one someone actually reviewed this on Cage Match, which is oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is a victory in and of itself. Uh, shout out uh, Paka B here, Junior here. Uh, he says, "quote Like wrestling in a phone booth, Shinjuku face isn't an ideal location for a hardcore match." Which I totally disagree with. Okay, look at I've this. I've seen Ooh. so many good ma- hardcore matches. Yeah, I, face. I actually disagree with this also. So do you, do you think that it's not we have determined this is the determination that the dramatic dream dragons have made Shinjuku face is not like a phone booth. No. <laughs> and like go back and watch like um the Mao uh, the, go back and watch the Chris Brooks and Susu Suzuki match from 2022 and you will see a good a good hardcore match there. Okay. Uh, that was the first one that came into my mind. And then there's the Mao and Chris Brooks match from last year. There's a lot of good hardcore matches in Shinjuku Face. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, the next match on this show that I want to touch on was the DDT versus All Japan match. Ryuki, uh, Ryuki Honda versus, and Yuma Ansai. Uh, I think their name is New Point as a team. New Period. Yeah. New Period. Okay. Yeah, uh, New Period. They defeated Takeshi Masada and Rukia when Ansai pinned Rukia with the German suplex after 12 minutes and 40 seconds. This was very, very fun. A very, like, I liked the whole bit of this being the young guys in both companies going against each other. Of course, Ansai and Honda are above Masada and Rukia in, in their company, uh, so it makes sense that they win here. And uh, definitely makes sense with what they were setting up uh, later. I really like this match. It's very funny that they chose Rukia for this spot. Because, like, Honda and Ansai are both, like, guys. And so yeah. is Masada to an extent, but Rukia just isn't. Yeah, he's still, he's still very much a... a but he did really player. well. I like this match a lot. Um, but, like, they, they could have shit in the ring and I would have liked it. Um, I, think, I think Rukia is just... Uh-huh. I'm very involved in these all Japan uh, stuff. Totally, totally. And then Noah. Today he walked into Noah. True. Poor Rukia. That's just that's just so unhygienic of you to say that. But at least you're <laughs> honest about it. Uh, I mean, it, think, would, it would have been fun um, because there were still three matches after this. 
<laughs> That's true. I guess they could clean it up uh, as well. So, uh, do y'all think that the DDT tandem though really failed in this match in a lot of ways? Odds eye going up for after this, he had a big match for a vacuum cleaner that he ended up losing. And I just I don't think the DDT brought enough out of him to to prepare him for it. Unfortunately, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wait, the match was Ansai versus Kiyomiya. Yeah, yeah. The winner got a vacuum cleaner. I, I know this that Kiyomiya won a, a vacuum cleaner, but the match was Ansai versus. I need to watch that match. That sounds yeah. amazing. It was a match for a vacuum cleaner. I think it's the <laughs> best way to describe it. Uh, but I, I, on all honesty, though, like New Period are completely awesome. Like I, yeah. I love them a lot. I, even if you follow Hanzai on Twitter, uh, you can see they're constantly hanging out and doing goofy stuff outside of the ring as well. They've brought the best out of each other. And just in the ring, they're both awesome. Uh, so, yeah, they're great. Masada has a lot to him. As well, and Rukia getting a nice little rub, like you said earlier. Uh, he was at, at the Limit Break show. I uh, got to be on next month's show, doing stuff here with the All Japan crossover. Uh, good stuff. I think that's one of the best parts of DDT to me is the like younger talent getting chances yeah. to shine. Uh, then the next match I want to touch on on this show before the Yuki retirement match: the KOD Tag Team Title Match, Tetsuo Endo and Yuki Ino of Burning. Uh, Wins the titles from Daisuke Sasaki and Kanon of Damnation TA. Damnation TA fails in V1 when Endo pins Sasaki with the Burning Star Press after 18 minutes and 38 seconds. Uh, normal, normal Damnation match. Nothing much to say about this uh, except, except for that the right team, I guess, won. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know. Big changes in the tag division. I mean, so here's the thing. I like to think that with this this win uh, for Endo and Eno, this has confirmed my long-standing theory that the last five or so uh, KOD tag titles, pretty much ever since uh, Shun Mao lost the titles, yeah. every reign was a big psyop to lead to this moment. Because on a normal circumstance, this would suck. Indo and yeah. Eno as champions? Like, I, I don't want this. This is like two of the most boring guys in, in DDT. But because everything we have has been so god-awful for the last year or so, I'm like, yes, Indo and Eno, these are my guys, tag champions. What an improvement. The division's back again. And that never would have happened without the last five Damnation Raids and Romance Dawn and that weird Hino and Oishi team. Like they we didn't have we we wouldn't we would not be here without those building blocks. So excellent year-long booking and storytelling from DDT with the KMD tag titles. <laughs> I guess you can take that <laughs> you can say that. Uh I Endo and Nino, two Two guys that aren't really doing anything right now, so I think them with the title should be fun. Like, I think they can find something here. Yeah, I think they definitely can find something here. And it's better. Yeah. It's better than them doing nothing. Yes, and the first title challenge is, uh, in my opinion, very very cool and a very f fitting uh, because the old Japan team that won the last match uh, we talked about, New Period. It, Honda and Ansai came out after this match and challenged Burning, and that they were set up as the first challengers uh, to face them at Judgment. 
which is a cool match. That's like a new match for this for the tag the tag titles. It gets uh, Honda and Ansai more uh, ma- uh, big matches, which they, I think, is just awesome because I really like them. Uh, and they aren't winning the tag titles in all Japan, so <laughs> they they might as well challenge for the uh, KOD here. And aren't I they? Think that should be the fun. Ta- all Japan tag titles are vacated, right? They are vacated now. Yes, I think. What will happen there? Uh, they're doing the thing with them versus. Uh, will win them back. <laughs> well, they're doing the thing where it's them versus Suwama and Hideki, and the winner will face uh, Kento and Yuma for the ta- the vacant okay. tag titles. It'll probably be Suwama and Hideki, but yeah. we'll see. And, we'll see who wins the titles. Kento and Yuma will probably win the titles. Yeah, it depends on what they what they want to do for the Champion Carnival. Uh, Putting a title forward. on Yuma is never bad. And like I, the, for the All Japan Tag Titles, Kento and Yuma is a like rake safety oh, glass. Uh, yeah. I just I hope so. I don't really want Suwama with the with the no. title, which is what is what I fear uh, go, going in. But uh, but here's the thing though. So that match you said with burning a new period is good. Like totally a really good it's match. Perfect. But imagine if that match was new period versus Damnation TA instead. That would be terrible. <laughs> exactly. So that is what I'm saying. This is a huge upgrade for the tag titles in something that two guys that don't exactly light my world on fire, but they're they're competent, which is so much better and can actually be kind of good at times. And with the right opponents, which they might have, they might actually be really good now that they face all, all Japan team here, uh, New Period. So I, I'm excited about this Indo and Eno reign, and they're two guys, like again, I'm not a huge fan of, but they... They can do something with this. I think they can build something good, and we've seen it. This could be... 2024 could be the era of the boring guys in our companies on Dramatic Dream Dragons. Because, <laughs> because Minora is doing some of the most interesting stuff he's done in Dragon Gate. And now look at Indo. Pop, popping me for the tag title reign here. So we'll see what happens going forward. But I'm, I'm hyped for it. I like this team going for the titles. I feel personally attacked that you compare Tetsuya Endo to Kota Minora, but yeah, or the other way around. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think I'm about to change because I've actually liked Minora longer. I think uh, Endo might have to be DDT Minora now instead of DG Endo for, for Minora. Oh man, uh, 2024, the year of the boring guys. <laughs> That's, That's what we're one. about. Hold it, tweet it, do it now. <laughs> uh, then we move over to the main event of this show on the 7th. Yuki Sakaguchi's retirement match. Harashima versus Yuki Sakaguchi. Harashima defeats Yuki Sakaguchi with the Somato after 15 minutes and 37 seconds. And man, emotional... Uh, I, In my opinion... This is an emotional masterclass of a retirement match, just like the Sake Kai retirement match. I felt like they put in Yuki Sakaguchi's whole career in this match. They had good mat work at the start, and then some really high-level uh, strikes and kicks. And then the emotional fir- first Omoto and Harashima waiting to go for the pin because he didn't want uh, to be the one to uh, retire uh, Yukio, then Yukio rising up and asking for the, the next Somoto. Perfect stuff. I, I, I this match, I, I said it on uh, on Twitter, this match uh, recreated the love for pro wrestling for me after a terrible week uh, last week. 
Um, very, very wonderful stuff. Yannick, what did you think about Yuki Sakiguchi's retirement match? That last Somato is the nastiest Somato I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't want to, but I'll hit you just the harder. Um, I kind of disagree. To me, um, Yukio's retirement is not emotional at all. Which is awesome and exactly Yukio. Um, this is just like him going out on his terms and showing what he was about and telling a great story once again. But I wasn't emotional and his retirement didn't hit me that hard. Um, just because, yeah, it's on his terms. And that just... When I say emotional, the... I, don't, I don't mean that I was really sad or like crying. I just yeah. say that I was, I thought this was done masterfully. Like, yeah, I thought this was done so well. Yeah, um, it definitely is done well. Um, it's also definitely much like I would. I would tell everybody to watch. Um, this is this is definitely like a must-watch match, but it's. I find it hard to say where it is special. But may, that may just me. Dylan, what is your take? No, I think you're absolutely right, actually. Like, part of the whole purpose of this show, I mean, when you think about it, you know, if all things were equal, they could have done this at a b- bigger building. Like, this retirement could have happened at a bigger show. But instead, he was just like, you know, the the guy himself was just like, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm not hanging on. We're doing it at Shinjuku Face. And as low key of a measure as possible, uh, there was no big build up. I mean, if you compare it to the Saki Akai retirement, it was like, you know, totally. He didn't want the retirement world. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. That's, exactly what, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, you know, it could have been this. But if they wanted to, like, they could have done something like that if they did want to. But he didn't want to. Like, he chose, hey, this is it. I'm ready to go. And we're going to do it this way. And they had a very small ceremony. You know, they tossed him up in the air at the end and all that stuff. And you got the the message from his family. And he was a guy, you know, that at one point was a major focus of the promotion. Like, one of the major guys. Uh, You know, it wasn't for super long. And the last couple of years, he's definitely been more of, you know, his purpose was, as a part of Eruption, really leading... Letting the other guys have focus, whether it was Saki Akai or Okatani, like later on afterwards, he really got a lot of the shine and it was deliberate, obviously. And he just, it just seemed like to me, hey, I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm in my 50s now. This is the end of my career. It was almost like a job, you know, almost like he didn't, he didn't want to go into this over emotional state that we saw in other pe- people's retirements. He's just ready to go. He went out on his own terms. And I think that's great. Like, that's a very healthy way of looking at things mentally, that you can just yeah. not have need the whole pop and circumstance and, and all of that emotional stuff. He just did his thing. The match here, to me, was uh, obviously, like, these two are good wrestlers, so you're, you're going to get 
uh, a good match, and that's exactly what it was. There, to me, there was not a lot special about the match itself, other than a couple of key moments that you noted. Uh, it was just a good match, like nothing that'll be a match of the year level match, but just a solid workmanlike effort between a guy who that really defines his career ultimately, like a low key guy who worked hard and did a lot of good f- for those around him. So, and that was kind of a part of his speech at the end, where he's like, "Hey, there's still a lot of wrestlers that deserve the love." Uh, in DDT as well. So it was was a a good thing here. Uh, You know, very low-key ceremony, and uh, definitely by design. And there's nothing... You can't say anything negative about it, really. It's clearly exactly as he wanted to go out. Yeah. Uh, I will say this about another match we will touch upon, uh, talk about uh, in a bit, is that I just really like how well DDT is handling the things they are doing right now. I think they are doing such a good job with it. And it feels so natural. Uh, this whole thing felt very natural for me. I think I just cared uh, <laughs> about it a lot, and I, I like I. It for me, I I think the fact that it was so fitting of Yukio made it special, <laughs> which is which is like yeah. it's an, it's anti what the match actually was uh, or the ceremony what was. Like, the ceremony wasn't special, which made it more special for me. Uh, that may be weird, but I, it makes it more unique. It makes it more... It, it makes it stand out more, uh, in my opinion, uh, to, uh, it, uh, apart from other wrestling retirements. It felt such... It, it just felt very natural, and I yeah. really like that. And, then and like the, I said, they could have done a lot more if they if they wanted they didn't to. Need to. They, they exactly. Didn't need to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't need to, but they like they chose to go about it this way, and he chose to go about it this way. But if he wanted to, he could have had a big ceremony and yeah, you know, but, bring the like, dad out and all that stuff. Again, like I I don't need it. I don't think they needed it. So, uh, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, uh, I really like this. Very fun. Very very great stuff. Uh, and. Thank you, Yuki Sakaguchi. Uh, I we uh, Ashman got sick, so we couldn't do the retrospective on him. But I I know we both want, uh, and I think you 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 two also agree with this that we want to do uh, do a retrospective on him uh, sometime this year. But we we will plan that out in the future. But yeah, uh, great stuff. Then we move over to yesterday in Shinjuku face back again. Just as many fans as the last uh, last show, both shows were sold out in Shinjuku Face. Uh, yesterday on Valentine's Day, it was the Sonic Amina Pro Day show, uh, Nepa over Flowers Totonoi uh, to you, which I think means uh, Sona to Sunrise. Uh, wait, Heatwave uh... over Flowers, I think. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the Wrestle Universe uh, title was Sauna Over Flowers Tree Revitalized okay. to You, uh, which very cool name for the uh, for uh, the Sauna Camino. I I really like this show uh, from top to bottom. I just had a, such a blast watching this show yesterday. Uh, I want to. We don't need to t- talk about every match in detail, but uh, just running through the results. Uh, the opener was Hideki Okutani, Yuni, and Illusion defeating Takeshi Masada, Kasumi Sumi, and Rukia when Okutani pinned Rukia with a double arm suplex after 5 minutes and 47 seconds. 
Uh, normal DDT opener. Uh, I I liked uh, the I liked the video packages they played before the match. Uh, then a very funny uh, DDT comedy match: DDT Sono Club versus DDT Open Bath Club. Kazusara Iguchi and Makoto Ishii, which was uh, DDT Open Bat Club, uh, defeated Kazuki Hirata and Totono Naya, which was Yuki Naya, but in a Santa costume. <laughs> when Oishi pinned Hirata with the Jikinden uh, Tornado Clutch after 8 minutes and seven, 17 seconds. They did a lot of like fun uh, uh, like comedy spots here, and it, it just was very wholesome, very, very DDT. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched any of these two first matches. I saw them. I saw the whole show. Okay, not me. <laughs> um, uh, I was very into the opener. The second one was there. Also, the next yeah. one was there. The next one was definitely there. That the, the next one was the most there match on the show. Uh, the next match: so, uh, Shunma Katsumata Sona Room Shunma Katsumata versus Kurushio Tokyo Japan. Ends in a double pinfall draw after 9 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, they did a lot of like crowd who is the most over competition. Uh, and Kurushio Tokyo Japan spent like over 10 minutes doing his entrance. It was, it was way too drawn out. But then this, this show really kicked into a, a really good gear for me. I... I recommend every match from the next match on. The next match was Mao Inoue Sona Room Ring Out Three Count Match. Mao defeats Chris Brooks by count out after 30 minutes and 45 uh, 46 seconds. The special the rules for this match was that if you were out of the ring, you had three seconds to get back out uh, back in, uh, or or you would be uh, or you would lose. Uh, and there was no ropes. Uh, but uh, and so you could easily get in and out of the ring. It was a very fun concept. I re- I thought that they it led to a lot of un- unique spots that they uh, we only see in DDT, and I really liked just the the creative spots here. And I I liked that Shorter Frodo International's interference uh, cost Chris Brooks the match, and I thought that was very well done. Uh, but yeah, uh, Masa was not able to hold Chris back in the ring after Chris was uh, fell to the ring the ringside after doing the praying mantis bomb to uh, Mao on the apron. Yannick, did you did you watch this match? Yeah, you watched the whole show. I, I forgot. Yes, <laughs> yes, of course I saw it. It was fun, um, but I was a bit. I didn't know what the rules quite were. Yeah. So I was very confused. And so was Matsui. <laughs> yeah, Matsui was confused. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean it's Mao and Chris. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like uh, these two have such great chemistry and very fun stuff. Like yeah. Uh, I they read the the jump spot uh, from the table to the ring that they did in Shinjuku face in, during the Do last year. Uh, they they did a lot of uh, cool like ma- uh, like uh, Matsui got kicked in the nuts 
and Mao and Chris immediately started bowling on the outside and went like backstage and got out garbage uh, like uh, trash cans and stuff. And it was it was just done. Very fun. Uh, very fun stuff. Uh, Dylan, I don't know if you uh, watched this match. Nah, it, it seemed too wacky for me. <laughs> okay. Then we had Toy Kojima son, uh, sauna room. Toy Kojima, who has now renamed himself to Toy, but with a uh, uh, like two O two O yeah T O, and then what's the what's the like a hyphen, line? A hyphen and a hyphen. then the Y. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Katakana, um, the hyphen is used to elongate. Uh, yeah. The wow. Yeah. Uh, Kojima or Toy uh, versus Masato Tanaka uh, of Zero One. This was such a good uh, young guy versus uh, uh, veteran match. I think I thought this was Toy's like a standout match uh, in singles competition so far. The crowd was so behind them, and I thought. They were. They did a lot of great stuff that really put him over, like him kicking out of the frog splash and firing up, or him surviving all of uh, Mas- uh, Masaros, uh, Masaro's uh, offense and then not uh, and then kicking out again. It was just. I thought this was very well done. Uh, rookie uh, or like young wrestler versus Masaru Takama uh, versus veteran match, and I. It was a really great wrestling match in my opinion. Uh, Dylan, did you watch this? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, you can look at it and the new name in English. It could also be said as 2Y almost, like with yeah. the hyphen. You, know, they, you kind of broke up <laughs> just the one letter. But yeah, this match was really good. I think, yeah, again, to me, the highlight of these DT shows are the younger guys. And Toy, he's a guy that's out of everybody, I think he's gotten like the most spotlight on their shows. They're always involved in, and I very much has a willing willingness to do the crazy comedy stuff that DDT would want as well. So he kind of fits in in both ways, but he's also a talented wrestler as well. And you saw that here. Tanaka, obviously a veteran known for his hard-hitting 0-1 stuff uh, that he has. Uh, also, the team with Sugera, Dangan Yankees, was one of my favorites. So... Uh, yeah, they worked together. It was like a hand-in-glove fit with this match, and I think it exactly worked out how they wanted it to and how, how it should have here. And I think Toy did a great job, and, and I think we'll see what they have planned for him in the future, but so far, he's doing pretty good stuff. Yeah. I'm pumped for uh, Tanaka and uh, Karat. Oh, he's in the card? Okay. Yeah. He's the only Japanese guy in the card. Oh, that's cool. What How do you can you downplay it like this? <laughs> no, I, Come I, on! I, what? Like the, the car of this... I probably won't be watching it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's cool. I'm mad you're not coming. I have stuff to do. I don't have money. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it was. It was good. I wouldn't... Ra- like I wouldn't rave about it, but um, it was it was good. I, I think, think I think Tanaka is finally starting to age. 
Uh, it's because yeah. he doesn't. He has less hair. He has no hair. He, he exactly. Had, he used he to have some. Had a yeah, recently. Yeah. It doesn't uh, look yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it, it it looked a bit off putting. Uh, it, like it was very like I hadn't seen him since he had cut it, cut his hair, uh, and it was like, oh, he that looks like very recent. Um, but yeah, uh, Masa, uh, Tanaka won, of course, with the sliding D after thirty minutes and twenty two seconds. And then we had in the main event a Yukiweno Sono room, which was a KOD openweight title defense. Yukiweno. Versus Dante Gudino. And. Goddamn. 32 minutes and 38 seconds. Y- Yuki Ueno wins with the dropkick. V2 for Yuki Ueno. And in my opinion. This match. Is my favorite match this year. I love. Every single minute of this match. The crowd was so infectious that it was it gave me such a great vibe and i thought everything which normally doesn't work with dancha gudino worked here i thought yuki Ueno did so well as the like uh, as the champion uh, as the young champion who wants to continue his uh, new reign and i thought dancha gudino did such a magical performance in his return to the uh, to the KOD title scene uh, here, and I've amazing stuff. I there's a lot of things I want to say about this match, Dylan. I have to hear what you you thought about this match, though. <laughs> what did you like this match? There's the short answer, which is no. <laughs> uh, and the long answer, which is, I never would have watched this if you, if I had not seen you raving about it. Uh, overall, you said that this was a great match on uh, on our DM circle at the end of the day, and I wanted to believe you, but at the end of the day, I just wasn't that into this at all. At the end of the day, I know about the emotion. I know that for the DDT fans, it meant something. But at the end of the day, I just don't think I could get into this no matter what happens at the end of the day. Uh, the best part was uh, afterwards at the end of the day. And I guess that, you know, I know a lot of the DT fans loved it as well. I'm not saying that it was bad for them. Just for me, I cannot get into Dino no matter what no, happens. I, I think I'm at that point. DDT fans were the on- only ones raving about this match. People who fucking hate Dino with a passion like this match I just which was very shocking (laughs) I mean we're still having literal grab ass in the matches Uh, you know and we're like the build up to this match was like just not like a lot of the big moments were just not I just I don't like it like I'm not I was not into this at all like I cannot be into any Dino match You're you're entitled to your wrong opinion that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree there. <laughs> I just yeah, don't I... need to see matches where people are reaching into people's trunks, you know, un- unwillingly, you know. Like, it's it's not cool to me. I'm, I'm so excited by how... I'm not excited. I'm surprised by how 
still, and it's been a while, how different this Dino is to the Pheromones Dino. Yeah. Which he, in my mind, still hasn't, like, recovered from. Like, it's still, like, the image I have, but I enjoy him a whole lot. And this, even though Dino is broken down, um, his body is not what it used to used to be but this was like big match you know that just knows what he is doing yeah um it was clear to everything to really shine here <laughs> yeah it just everything made made sense what he made and it worked it this is big match you know i, I really this feels like the, the honda match 2012 yeah that is the exact vibe I also got out of it. Uh, there, there was a lot of great stuff in the early parts that, like, that was normal Dino, a completely normal Dino. But here, because the crowd was so into this, it actually worked. I thought when the crowd ball, the first crowd ball started, and Ueno was chasing Dino, and he went around. Kissing fans to to get cheered up and get back into the ring, I thought that was good. I I thought when they got back into the ring the first time, they started doing some really good stuff, and they we saw the first tease of the moonsault from uh, from Dino. Then the second uh, time they went back uh, out, when they came back in from that, this match just hit an amazing stretch, uh, and I thought. It was such a good performance from both guys, and the crowd was. Uh, it helps that the crowd was like the hottest crowd uh, by far this year. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, like you said, for the DDT fans, it definitely worked, and the people in the arena and stuff. And like you said, I mean, it's it good. For, it worked for non DDT fans also. <laughs> I I guess I don't know who these people are, but uh, you Ash. know that's that's Ash that's likes it. Really. Yeah. Yes, Ash. Ash was the first guy that recommended this match to me. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's interesting on there. But at least, I mean, like I said, Dino has improved. I mean, he like he he goes. You said that he asked for consent and stuff for these kisses, right? For the crowd and all that stuff. Yeah, now, yeah, obviously. Okay. I I I guess that's okay then. It was a a lot of a lot of people really uh, really was really high on this. I. I think I am so high on the Ueno right now, and I am so into what they're doing with him that I, I, and the fact that Dino was on a mission here to show that he, that he is special, that, that why the reason why he's so over is these kind of performances, not just because he does he he does funny stuff like the normal funny stuff, uh, like the. This match proves why Dino is beloved by the DDT fanbase. And and I think a lot of fresher fans of the product probably uh, didn't really know that. <laughs> uh, and definitely like this. Um, this match shows a whole other side from Ueno also. Yeah. That he doesn't really show often. Like he is often more of like a work rate guy. Um, or more of an idle guy, but um, 
he's more he was more of an ace here. Yeah. yeah. And like he With... says like he has said, like his promise is to expand the the horizon of wrestling by putting the belts against everything that DDT has in every aspect. From hard fights fights to the funny uh, to the funniest guys. Like he wants to showcase everything that makes DDT what it is in every match that he that he does for the title. And I think it's I think that is such a good mission statement for him as a champion. And yeah. I think it definitely can end up I like I remember last year around November I got asked by someone who doesn't really follow DDT, uh, like who who is the DDT ace at the moment? And I said, well, at the moment, uh, Chris Brooks is probably the most over guy for everyone. But uh, at next year around this time, it will be Yuki Ueno. And I I think that is the the, the goal of this year for DDT. I think that's. That's a good transition to our next match. Um, because yeah. afterwards, um, Hiroshima came out and yes. challenged him. And we at Judgment, we will get Ueno versus Hiroshima, which is amazing, obviously. But like when Taki uh, was still around, it was it was clear Takeshita is, is the ace. Yeah, and right now it's not that clear. It's clear that Ueno will be the ace. Yeah, um, but Hiroshima has like has a word to say in this. What, this what Hiroshima said was so good. So Hiroshima came out and he said, "Great match, truly fitting of the KOD Openweight Champion. It's tough being the ace, right? Well, I'm not young. This year I'm turning fifty. And I've been thinking, last week I faced a rival of my same age. I, th- I thought, I need this belt. There's a reason why I need this belt. Do you know why? Because I'm the forever ace of DDT, Hiroshima. That's why. Which is, Which is such a true statement. <laughs> like, like, he is Mr. DDT. Like, he has always been Mr. DDT. Um, and I think this is a great, great match for, for Judgment. Uh, for the anniversary show, I think it's it's very fitting, and I think it's gonna uh, be a great, uh, great, a great uh, next challenge. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about Arashima challenging? It's great, you know, and, and like you said, I think you made a lot of great points with you. I know, uh, you know about him. He's a guy when he won the title off of Brooks. I I was pretty surprised by it. I was really kind of a skeptic that he was able to really be able to have that because you know he's always been a pretty good worker uh, and even a great wrestler at times but for a while there he was just kind of floating you know not really doing anything and not really standing out even you know for the for a year and a half or so but something with this title reign ever since he won the title you know he's really shown and I've, never mind his wrestling with, and his skills and his execution and all of that the way he's carried himself has really impressed me, and and I've really become a believer of him as a main eventer again. Because at one point, when you know the match, the series he had with Okada, I was like, "This is the dude! Like he's one of the best." Uh, you know, you know the tag team with Naomi was like amazing, and I loved them. And I was like, "This is a guy they they could really put on as a top tier guy." And even back to the DNA days when Higuchi was like the guy everybody pointed to, I always said, "Ueno." 
was just good. Um, but then there was just a while where I really lost confidence in him, and he's got it all back. Like, as champion, he's got everything back. Uh, he's really has that ace performance, even in a match like this, which, you know, and uh, you guys made some good points about the Dino match, and I, and I think especially about him. He really uh, is able to be the, the ace that this company needs right now, and I think they've needed that for a little while. They needed a new, fresh, you know, younger blood champion guy to rise up. He has been a great person for that, and I think the match with Hiroshima, you know, Hiroshima, obviously not where he was, you know, a decade ago, but he's still a really good worker. He still means a lot. The name is like very much intertwined with DDT, uh, you know, even now. And I think it's going to be a heck of a match. And, and if they play their cards right, it could even be a true passing of the torch ish type of moment uh, between the two. Yeah. Hiroshima could just win. Um, yes, that's what I wanted to say. Like, um, at this stage, because it's not like Weno needs to be the ace right now. How else? Like, I'm all for Hiroshima just winning. <laughs> I think everyone is is will be okay if Hiroshima wins this. Like, that's. I I am I'm not going to say as much as high as I am on Ueno right now. I'm not going to say that I will not be rooting for Hiroshima in this match, <laughs> because Hiroshima with this title with this title is always awesome. Uh, but um, I just think it this is perfect. Uh, a great match for 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 Judgment. I think that's way better than last year's <laughs> Judgment main event, and I think. This should be something to look forward to while we're suffering through the five-hour five undercard. <laughs> well, let's look at it from this perspective. Depending on each guy winning, where would you go next with, with these guys? Like, What would be the end game for Ueno, if not here, and where would Hiroshima go as champion? Because, you know, that would seem like you would be setting up... Like, Hiroshima is not going to have a year-long title reign again. Either, like, they'd have to be setting up someone else. Either guy. Either guy, in my opinion... If he's healthy, either guy will, should be facing their former tag partner, Naomi Yoshimura, at WrestlePetalBand. That is total dream booking for me, but either guy, either winner in this Judgment main event should face him, in my opinion, <laughs> at, at the Peter Pan. But we, we of course, don't know if he's healthy yet. He looks good. He looks good. Uh, we see him uh, all uh, ringside way more often than we did uh, before. And he's traveling uh, with the roster. So I, I, th that's total hope for me. No, I don't, there's no, like, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Just hope. I... I don't know. <laughs> well, if that's in the cards, yeah, you know, you can make a story out of that work with with either of them. Yeah, um, I think if Ueno uh, continues, uh, Daisuke Sasaki is definitely in the waiting. Uh, which take it for what you want that match. <laughs> um, Harashima, anyone, anyone in DDT can face him, and it will be good. Like Higuchi again, Chris again, like. Anyone, um, but yeah, that's my takes. Uh, yeah, should we move yeah. over to 
some other breaking uh, some well not breaking news because it's a uh, a week two week ago uh, two weeks ago since it was announced but uh this relates to DDT because uh Gumpro Gumbari Pro have announced that at the end of March 2024 they will be going independent outside of Cyberfight and um, it will that will they will move over from Cyberfight and start doing their shows on their own uh what this means we still don't really know uh there's a lot of uh like i don't know if we're gonna be able to watch the shows on wrestle universe anymore i hope but i don't i don't think so <laughs> um there's it, it is interesting that they're going independent they, they feel i mean for a long time they have feel uh, felt very separate from the rest of uh, for, from the rest of Cyberfight. But, yeah. Uh, Yannick, what do you think about uh, Gunpro going independent? I don't want to speculate, because we know nothing. Yeah. Um, and the speculation just makes me sad. I will just say, the last time this happened, a promotion basically died. Well, for all we know, Bazaar could be healthy. We just don't know. Yeah, we don't. We can't and see their shots. I, I realistically, that's that is what we have to be prepared for happening. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that would that would definitely suck. I, um, Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, I've. Uh, I have no secret info on this i just know what i see uh you know basara they had a good run uh you know when they when they were on wrestle universe they're definitely a lot lower on the total pole in the grand scheme of things now than they were then for sure uh if gambari pro stays on wrestle universe then as fans i don't think it would really make that big of a difference to what we see you know like just watching the shows uh, if they're not on, obviously that would be a that would pretty much just like you said. I mean, just look at Basara. We've seen this story play out, so it, we have to hope that they stay on Wrestle Universe. And, and if not, then that's probably going to be some bad news, I think, for the company. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there seems to be like at least they still kind of want to work to, together. Uh, Kenoka uh, will be facing Sashiro Takagi. Uh, on the DDT Judgment show on the 17th of March. Of course, that is before Gunpro goes independent. Uh, but it, that is, that's a cool uh, singles match between the two uh, leaders of each company. Um, I I don't know what uh, their next what Gump, Gunpro's next show is. I think they have a Corkin in March uh, before going independent, but I might be wrong about that. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't know for certain right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope for the best here. Uh, I just and... want to say on the topic of GamPro, um, Mio Momono versus Yuri happened today, so GamPro is still very much alive. They, 
it it came out today, didn't it? It happened a couple of days ago, but it okay, came out. Okay, yeah, today. yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I am definitely hyped for, to watch that match. <laughs> like, do great Joji Dunnett right there. Also, um, on topic of GunPro, Yuna Manase will return. And with her in-ring return, she steps back as the KFA promoter of Gonchu. And the amount of people I respect claiming she is done with Gunpro (laughs) is too damn high. Oh, I was so pissed. Uh, I I'm glad I missed that because that sounds dumb. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> we the announced matches uh, for for Judgment uh, since I mentioned the Sanjay Kagi and Kanoka match. The rest of the matches are uh, Tasuma Suzuki uh, v- uh, in his debut match versus X. I don't really know who Tasuba uh, Suzuki is, but okay. <laughs> Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Yuma Aoyagi in a special singles match. Uh, the Kimberly tag team titles, Tetsu Endo and Yuki Eno, Defense versus Honda, uh, Riku Honda and Yuma Onside, New Period of All Japan. DDT Extreme title, Shima Katsumata versus Hideki Ukatani. And the KOD Openweight title, Yuki Eno versus Harashima. Uh, that is, of course, on the 17th of March. In the f- uh, soon, uh, so I'm looking forward to this. We will, of course, get more of the cards uh, as the weeks go by. Uh, we have a Corkin Hall, uh, DDT Corkin Hall show next weekend that we will preview next week. So, yep. Moving over to Dragon Gate, Dylan, you were not here for the Gate of Bayside uh, review. We had Kane filling in your seat, but I before I we talk. Thank you. Be- before we talk about uh, Cork and Hall, I want to just quickly get your takes on the Gato Bayside uh, card. I did listen to you, uh, you and uh, Striga talk about it on Eastern Lariat, but uh, just uh, what do you think about uh, the Gato Bayside show? Yeah, we briefly talked about it on, on Eastern Lariat, uh, not as in depth as you guys did, obviously. Um, First of all, I I need to know, uh, were you on Striga's side on the team, uh, <laughs> the shirt team for for Luis Monte as well? That he you know he needs to get rid of it. Of course. Is there any other take? Okay, I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like I haven't listened to it. You could tell me you you had a different opinion. <laughs> Well, I, I think in, ge- in general, his point was that they looked too similar. Uh, Sh- Shun and Luis Monte. Uh, like their gear looked too similar. Huh? Monte, has new, Monte has new gear now. So yes, and, and, and fab- fabulous tassel yeah. new gear that that's, he has. That's not my problem. The problem is that it looks shit with the shirt. Yeah. So yeah. you just you are just anti-shirt huge Yes, right T-shirt okay. is the biggest insult to any wrestler. Why would oh. you? Why would you wear a shirt? Tetsuya Naito. He well, plus he's trying to be stylish, stylish with it. You, you know, you you are not a fashionista like uh, Luis uh, Mate is. No, no. <laughs> and, and myself as well. I'd like to say, uh, but no, Gator Bayside. All honesty, um, it was a, a decent show. 
But obviously, the main event could have gone a lot better. I, I think in general, it just was a little too bland for my taste uh, for somebody who is such a great character in itself as Shun Skywalker. I think him handling the match how it was uh, really slowed things down and wasn't that interesting, actually, sad to say. Um, but And Luis Mate winning, I got to say, I was a little surprised by when it happened, too. Uh, I was a lot surprised, actually. I thought that you're doing this now. Why not change the title? I was a little against that. Uh, the best match on the show, uh, Big Hug in general, we have not been big, big fans of theirs at all during this whole run, and I still remain not big fans of Big Hug after watching their matches here uh, overall. And the best match on the show, though, was definitely the Twin Gate match with the Kung Fu Masters and Kaito and Alejandro. Um, you know, I said a lot on the Eastern Lariat about it. It was a great match and uh, the strongest match on the show. Otherwise, I would say it was a good, but definitely not spectacular show. But they did get the fans in there for it. Uh, you know, uh, Yokohama Budokan had a good number. Uh, the fans, I wish they had been a little bit more active on the show. But regardless, you know, it worked out. The promotion of it was good. Hopefully they have a better version next year for what should be one of their major shows if they play their cards right. Yeah. For sure. I think that echoes uh, what I thought about the show also. Uh, but yeah, we on the 7th, the same day Yukio Sakaguchi retired, uh, Dragon Gate was back in Tokyo for a Cork and Hall show. Uh, the opener, Dragon Kid and Shuji Kondo versus Yamadoi, Narikidoi and Yamato. Uh, very a, a, a fun opener. Uh, at Memorial Gate, uh, which was uh, a couple of days before, I still haven't seen Memorial Gates because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Kid asked Yamato about teaming in the Reyes de Pereas, but Yamato turned him down and basically beat him up here for even trying to ask him to team up, <laughs> which was, uh, I felt, done well. Yamato uh, was fun in this opener, and I thought it was charming enough. They went to a time limit draw. This match was awesome. Yeah, I, I I don't think I was as high on it as you are. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable match. Uh, but no, I honestly I liked it too. I I, I thought it was a, a really fun little deal here. Uh, everything with Dragon Kid and the tag league, this little story is a lot of fun. Uh, coming in there, Yamato's doing again very like motivated work. I feel like lately he's starting to reach a good level to where I'm I'm really enjoying what he's doing. And uh, th it was a good match. I, you know, like for a 15-minute opener, I thought it was really good. All of these guys are super veterans, so they're like right where you want them to be. Like they know exactly how to have this kind of match. And it's, I thought they did it really well. It's interesting that they're doing more time limit draws uh, it, because this is not the first time Cork and Hall has had a time limit draw uh, as an opener. Uh, because I think during COVID they changed uh, the um, the rules to 50 minutes. Uh, for for uh, for ta tags uh, in opening spots uh, from twenty, which uh, is is cool and all. Like I, it, but it's something I've noticed uh, on the last couple of months is that they they definitely flirt a lot with the time limit in the openers in the Corkin. Maybe now that he's out of his old job, Rusty's taking an advisory <laughs> role with DG. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, after the, after this match, uh, of course, 
uh, Yamato turned uh, turned Dragon Kid down even more, and Dragon Kid asked Shinji Kondo. Uh, Shinji Kondo immediately said, "No, I have another one. I have another partner." And then Dragon Kid was like, "Well, uh, Doi." <laughs> And Doi came out and like, no, I don't have the time for Areas the Boreas tournament. No, I don't want to team with Dragon Kid. So Dragon Kid, the most unpopular guy in the room. Um, unfortunately for Doi, uh, that wouldn't uh, turn out that well. <laughs> I, I loved I a bit um, of <laughs> Dragon Kid just booking Doi in teams that he doesn't want to be a part of. Yeah, Shout I, out I, to the Triangle Gate team of Cobra uh, World. Yeah, it, it is a very good gimmick. Uh, we'll talk about the rest of the blocks after we've run down the card okay. of Corkin. Okay. Sandre, why do you think D- uh, DK was so unpopular? Right there, nobody wants know. this man. A, a legendary performer. Like, why well, you should be honored to team with Dragon Kid. I'm very unhappy with all these people not showing because him he's a nerd. Maybe. They're very uncomfortable with how focused he is on Ultimo. That, okay. I, I, I would also have heat with him there for that. <laughs> okay, I guess that's see, somewhat see? fair. It's it's very okay. relatable. It's you, very you, relatable. you get the W on this one, Yannick. You're you're right. <laughs> as I do, as I do. Then the next match, uh, a rematch of Taiki Yanaguchi's uh, debut uh, from around uh, last year. This time, uh, he faced Don Fuji, and just like he, in his debut match one year ago. Daiki Yanaguchi started this match with Dive, and Fuji was pissed. Um, three minutes uh, and two seconds, Norowashi uh, gets the win for Don Fuji. Uh, I thought this should have gone way longer. Uh, I thought they, they did a lot of fun stuff here, but it could have been better uh, if they had gone a bit Daiki more. needs to start doing stuff. Yeah, he needs, he needs a home. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, you, you're right. Uh, then the next match: Go Class, Ben K, BB Hulk, and Kota Minora versus Kagetora, Takeshi Ushida, and French Tominaga. Uh, f- normal, normal like multi-man match here. Uh, G- GTS Go to Spear gets the win for Ben over Punch. Uh, it, technically, it's a lift-up spear, but it, he did it like a go to sleep, so I liked it. Uh, and uh, I think Jay also called it to go to sleep, uh, go to his spear or whatever. Uh, five minutes and 29 seconds here. Uh, normal uh, uh, multi-man match that didn't really do anything special, in my opinion. Just think, though, Kagatora had a title shot last month. Yeah, and it was, like he did really well in that match. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, then, next match... Jason Lee versus Aita in a singles match. Five minutes and 58 seconds. Numero Uno gets the win for Aita. Goddamn. Why is Aita so fucking over? I don't <laughs> understand it. I don't understand it. I. Where's this rage coming from, Sandra? I thought this match was awesome. This match was fucking awesome. Because Aita cared. And I want Aita. I want this Aita. To be in you asked all why he's over. I asked why he cared. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a better question, actually. Uh, you said you when you're facing Jason Lee, you don't you got to put those worker bro- boots on. 
You like, don't it, slack off. This was so far from Aether slacking, uh, slacking off in Noah's work. Like, this was Na- Aether that really cared. And I, I really know. liked it. <laughs> I really liked the match, and I get so... I just... Aether is the most frustrating wrestler I am following. God. How good you're does... Follow- J- you're fo- following Aether? No, not following. Are you, are you, you watching all of his matches? No, are you? So we can't be friends anymore. Oh, Noah breaking up relationships right yeah. now. <laughs> Damn you, Noah! What have you done now? Uh, but no, if you if you got a list of all of Ata's, you know. Well, I mean, to be fair, he did get this a title was, shot at Noah last was, month. This was a five minute match, and in my opinion, yeah. this was better than everything he did all of twenty twenty three. Did you guys see the the big Noah show last month? The one where Ata no. faced uh, Daga for the title. I heard it was not good. I did not like that match. <laughs> it, it wasn't like the uh, to me. I think my expectations were so low. Like to me, a three star match was like, whoa, that was way better than I thought it would be. But that's kind of where I had it. It was like delightfully average, uh, if that yeah, makes sense. Which was more than I thought. The match was better than that. Oh yeah, this match was definitely better. <laughs> well, well, of course. I, I mean, Jason is a great worker. Like, I think we all forget about it because he's not really pushed right now. But Jason is such a talented guy. He looks great. I mean, this guy's body is so damn good right now. He's been working out really hard. You can tell he's put a lot of effort into his body. Uh, he is a guy that has so much that you could do with him if they wanted to. And it, the thing is, with the roster how it is... You could say so-and-so is under-pushed. I mean, we talk about Jackie all the time, but he's another guy. If you wanted him to be a, a guy near the top of the card and doing important stuff, Jason could easily fit that role well. And I love the work that he's been doing, and, and he was great in this match as well. And Ata, like you said, for whatever reason, uh, he just felt very motivated for this quick match, and they had a really good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Ata, question mark... Uh, the the wrestler. Uh, next match. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? What if there are two Aethers? One that's a DG and one that's a Noah. This is an imposter. He, he has. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who is this fake Aether? Who is this man? Uh, that is a good question. Next match: uh, Ultimo Dragon, uh, Luis Monte, and Hyo teamed up versus Madoka Kigura, Dragon, Kid, uh, Dragon Daya, and Ryo Tanaka of D Courage. 8 minutes and 30 seconds, Volta Finale gets the win over Tanaka from Monte. I thought this was a normal, uh, normal uh, six-man tag uh, with the courage, and uh, I thought Ultimo didn't do anything here, so like there's nothing to talk about with him. <laughs> and Monte, Monte did really well with the D-Courage guys, and Yo was there. I thought Hyo and Daya actually was kind of good in the, at the start. And that, and that, that made me worried that they were going to do a abbreviate match, where obviously Daya was going to lose. <laughs> but we don't need that in our lives. Yeah, we don't need that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but fun stuff. Uh, moving on, unless you guys have anything to say about this. Uh, the courage is awesome. Like they, they always are, uh, even with lackluster opponents. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's official now. Luis Mountain Hyo Big Hug is a unit, and they are looking for unit. Yeah. Members. Who's it gonna uh, be? 
Well, they are still on the jacket, but yeah. What, what, uh, what about what? Why didn't Dragon Kid ask them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then big Smurf, it will be Johnny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then after the intermission, we had the M3K final match and Mos- Motosuke Junior's excursion send-off match. Masaki Motosuke and Motosuke Junior versus Susumu Motosuke and Yasushi Kanda. And uh, goddamn. Junior is so good. <laughs> uh, this was so such a lovely match. I really liked the the way they did the, the stuff here. It felt very fitting of M3K. Like Junior chopping at uh, Susumu and Kanda and then kicking Senior again. <laughs> like <laughs> just for added measure was very good. Like they did a lot of those kind of sp- spots here. Uh, and I thought it was a, a, a very just good match and um, a, gr- a great uh, send-off for M2K. Jumbo Pin gets the win for Susumu after 12 minutes and 14 seconds over Junior, of course, with uh, Masaki Mojizuki sitting in the corner just watching Junior and Susumu do the finishing stretch. was very good uh, storytelling. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about this match? I thought it was like... For what they what they what they wanted to accomplish, this was basically the perfect way to go about it. Uh, and I thought Junior is like this guy has such great star potential ahead of him. You have to hope when he gets back that they have a big plan for him. Like he needs to be a focal point on all of their shows when he comes back in. He has that kind of upside where you want to maybe not build the whole promotion around him, but make him one of the top pillars, so to speak, as a lot of people say, for, for the group. I really think he has that in him. And we saw it here. Him and Susumu were awesome together. You could tell Susumu's very motivated considering what's coming up for him. Uh, I think that th- that they're a great team. The dad, uh, you know, Mochizuki Sr., is just, uh, I thought he played his role very well as well here, being kind of uh, taking a sterner take in this particular match. Uh, I thought as, you know, his partner, I thought it all worked out perfectly, and it was a great send-off, and it's something that I really hope that maybe this match particularly won't be built upon, but when you see Junior, I just hope that they really have something for him when he comes back. For sure. Uh, Yannick, uh, what do you think? Um, it's been a while. I honestly don't really remember the match. Um, <laughs> well, just copy off my said what I said. You look smart. Yes, what what Dylan said. <laughs> um, I'm very hyped f- to see Mochizuki Junior in WXW at Karate. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. Yeah, you're gonna not, get to see him live. He's not like I have no idea in what capacity we will see him. He's only announced for the show. He's not in the tournament. Yeah, um, he was announced for a vision. Yes, I'm very, I'm very excited for him in ambition. That's cool. Um, also, I'm looking forward to Candy versus Hyo in some morbid way. But Susumu, my friend. Susumu, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, since you already spoiled one of the matches, <laughs> yeah, I uh, after the match, Masaki Mochizuki took to the mic. Uh, he said, 
he was very surprised that so many people cared about MTK going away. He was he never expected the unit to actually be loved. It was always just a tool to get uh, Junior in some matches and get some experience for him. And he was very surprised that everyone liked him. <laughs> uh, Junior thanked uh, Susmer for being a good guy to talk to when he needed to vent about his dad uh, uh, and his ways, which was very... That was Susmer was like immediately, no, 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 don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. That's, um, that's not good. And then Susmu got the mic. He said that he was supposed to face uh, Luis Monte in the King of Gate last year, but then Luis Monte uh, pulled out of the King of Gate. He asks for a rematch with Monte, but this time for the title, which is awesome. Uh, and so that set up uh, Susumu Mochizuki challenging for Luis Monte. And then Masaki Mochizuki asked Kanda what title he would like to go for since. Uh, Susumu was going for the title, and Kanda immediately said, I will go for the Wari Gate. <laughs> but, but then they all laughed, and, and uh, Basaki said, No, you should go for the Brave Gate. And uh, <laughs> Kanda was very, very like, I don't think I make weight for, for the way, uh, Brave Gate. I don't think that I can do that. But uh, either way, Hyo and Monte both came out and, stared, uh, and accepted uh, Kanda's reluctant challenge and Susumu's. Uh, uh, challenge, and we have our champion gate uh, card uh, for the Dream Gate and Brave Gate. Uh, Luis Monte versus Susumu Motosuke and Hyo versus Yasushi Kanda. Very cool stuff. I I think this 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 is a very fitting uh, thing to do. Su- Susumu and Monte should be awesome. Yeah. Like Susumu in the Brave in the Dream Gate match again. That is amazing for us. Like we all love, we all love him, and like he, him in the Dream Gate scene is always great. The thing is, Sandre, there was no indication that this was on the the agenda. You know, like if you if we had talked about it a month ago, who's going to get Brave Gate shots? Susumu wouldn't have been one of the ones we would have I thought of as a top contender. But the fact that it's happening. Is freaking awesome! Like, how could you not love this? Susumu getting a Dreamgate shot, one of the most deserving veterans. And this is you great. Can almost, you can almost say the same thing about his last Dreamgate shot. No yeah. one, expect, no one expected that until KNS uh, in a re- his retirement match said, "Susumu, you have to go for the title," and he uh, he <laughs> produced the key. Like, oh, oh, I forgot about yeah. that. And it led to an amazing match and moment with Kai as well, yeah. which is one of the yeah, yeah, totally. Like it, so, it just... so you think you think Yukio uh, also produced the key and gave it to Hiroshima? <laughs> yes, metaphorically, yes. <laughs> metaphorically, yes, I, I like that. Uh, but yeah, metaphorical I... key should be the name of this episode. I feel like metaphorical key. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that that's um, I I I really liked the way this bo- uh, this was set up. Like, oh yeah, it it feels natural. Like, of course, Susan is going to go for the title now that he has nothing else to do. <laughs> like he, uh, him, and Kanda will not be teaming up anymore. Uh, so he is going for the t- for for the Dreamgate, and on top of it, I love it because it's going to be such a different match than what we saw with uh, Monte's match with Shun. 
uh, in yeah. January to where you're going to get this really action-based match. The other one was so story-based, even the triple threat they had in December uh, with Kakuda. Now we're going to get this as a match that is here to have real excitement to it. And, and I can't wait to see how they, that, how Monte plays off in that scenario. It's because it's such a different challenger than he had, that he's had so far. Yeah. Uh, do you, do, what do you think about uh, the Braveheart match though? Yasushi Kondo versus Yo. <laughs> <laughs> My enthusiasm is less so for, for, for that. Uh, I mean, the thing is big hug for all of our criticisms of them. The fans rallied behind them to a pretty decent extent for a while. I didn't sense it as much, especially for Monte in the January show in Bayside. But I think the fans will ride with this. It'll be interesting, though, because on paper, Kanda is such an underdog as this veteran guy. Like, could that split some things apart here? Because they're kind of, you know, similar in how they go about it. I don't know. But as a match, obviously, no, I'm not, not interested in it. But at least... At least there's some intrigue in terms of how the crowd may react to this. And I think that's something, at least. I know how I will react. <laughs> Negative. Uh, only if he wins. <laughs> oh. True. <laughs> is, it time, is it that time again? <laughs> Kanda for Brave Gate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It but worked last way, year with the Twin Gates, so why not? Why not redo this kind of story this year? These these two matches uh, were set up for Champion Gate in Osaka on March third in the Edion Arena, Osaka number two. So I'm uh, that that is a great uh, a pretty great main event for uh, Champion Gate, and I'm very the much looking forward. Last time, last time Kanda was Brave Gate champion. He lost in his first defense to punch. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to it's time to redeem that that uh, that part of this. With with the run punches on, it should happen again. <laughs> no, oh, uh, then we move over to the main event. Uh, the Natural Vibes versus Seabrats all-out war elimination match. Natural Vibes, Big Boss Shimizu, Casey, Jackie Funky Kame, Strong Machine J, and UT versus Kai, Ishin, Gianni Veletta, Shun Skywalker, and Yoshiki Kato of Seabrats. All, uh, at the start of this match, all six members of Vibes came out to do the dance. Uh, Brats attacked as the lights uh, closed down, but the Vibes... Uh, Vibes was ready. They were like playing that they were gonna do the dance, but I they were like acting like they were planning uh, on Seabrats uh, uh, attacking them, which was a good start to the match. I thought uh, over the top uh, elimination rules, of course. Uh, Kai was the first one that eliminated uh, that got eliminated, and he got eliminated by SMJ, getting res- uh, getting revenge for Ghetto Bayside. Then UT get, got got eliminated by being choked out by the chain of uh, Gianni Valletta. Jason Lee helped him backstage, and that was the last we saw of them for the rest of the match for a while. Um, Kato eliminated Boss and SMJ. Then SMJ... Uh, yeah, no. No, Kato got eliminated by Big Boss and SMJ. I got confused by my own notes. 
Uh, SMJ uh, eliminated by Ishan after being hit by mistake by Jackie. Then Casey got eliminated by Gianni Valletta. Then uh, Shimizu and Gianni Valletta uh, eliminated themselves uh, like together. And the last uh, people in the match was JFK, JFK alone, Jackie Van Kikame alone versus Shun Skywalker and Ishan. Uh, Jackie pinned Shun Skywalker to eliminate him, which was very cool. And then the last two was Ishan and Jackie. Some good stuff here between the two. Kai returned with the Mask C ringside, who was still in Jackie's gear, and that cost Jackie the match. He got distracted, and Ishan won the match for Seabrats. So, 20 minutes and 46 seconds. I thought this was a very done, a very well done elimination match uh, between the two units, and I thought it was heated. Uh, it, it was all of the guys in the match did really well uh, in in the ring, and I thought they they continued the the or they continued the feud that they have been having in the the background and for like two years now, ever since Seabrass became a thing. And it's clear that they are leading to something big here. Um, Yannick, before we talk about the post-match, what do you think about the match itself? I cannot really... Um, like, they're one. The, post, the match and the post-match match are kind of one. Um, I had a lot of fun... Until it was a one-on-one. Yeah. And that's all I want to say for about it for now. Okay. What about you, Dylan? Anything in the match that you want to shout out? Yeah, I think this is another case like the match we talked about earlier uh, with the Mochizukis. Match quality, even aside, in terms of accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish... This was basically perfect for what it needed to be. I thought. I thought everybody uh, got something to look at in, in this match. Something you could point to for them. Uh, I think, you know, obviously, well, you know, maybe not Kai, but uh, you know, but regardless, though, they did a lot with everybody. I thought the work was really good, pretty much all around. Uh, the I loved how they booked it at the end with uh, Jackie being the one to eliminate Shun and being kind of the, the sole survivor of the vibes, because uh, that kind of plays into a storyline that he had for the last couple of months where he put, chose vibes, and now he's taking a spot where he could be one of the top guys, if not a leader, in, in there overall. Uh, in the end, obviously, Ishin got put over, but uh, I will say this too. I think DG has done an absolutely fantastic job with Gianna, Gianni Valletta. They I have him doing... I to say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's in these short matches, and then occasionally he'll be in a, a multi-man match to where he can play his menacing role and do things here. They put a big spotlight on him. Uh, he got a ton of eliminations. Uh, well, two, but in the match, that's still a ton considering the numbers. Um, he got to go after KZ as well, got the win there. And they kind of made uh, Big Boss going at Valletta almost like 
he had to sacrifice himself to take out the other yeah. big guy. Uh, and I thought that was really well done. Uh, and, and, and it left Jackie on his own uh, on a two-on-one scenario, which is like very traditional booking of like a Survivor Series yeah. elimination style. You, The baby face has to overcome the odds. Uh, you know, it, it was really smart. Everything about this was really well done. And the yeah. ending, I thought, was not what I would have pegged at all if going into the match, what I thought it would be. But it was perfectly logical when you see how it played out. And they did a great job. So, yeah, I totally enjoyed this match. I thought it was super well yeah. done. Great booking. And the performances between everybody was strong here. There were no weak links, in my opinion. As you, as you said, like, this match, for me, turned me around on Gianni Villetta. Like, I thought, I thought him being the wildcard brawler for Bratz here, that w- was kind of a threat that uh, Vibes weren't used to, was done very well. And, I, I like, I think... In small doses, he can work. I don't, just don't think they should put him in like twenty-minute matches. <laughs> but and I they think haven't done he, that at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They also shouldn't put him in matches with UT, so UT doesn't have to. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, he got flattened <laughs> in but, this match. But yeah, I thought they—he's honestly doing pretty well right now. Uh, the, the thing they are doing with him, and as long as they stick with that, I think they—they they can. I am okay with him staying. Uh, but yeah, I uh, Jackie was of course the big highlight for me here in every match, <laughs> and I I think him pinning Shun does a lot for him his stock, which is good. Um, but yeah, uh, after the match, uh, Brett continued to attack uh, Jackie after the match. A big uh, hug ran out to try and save uh, Jackie, and they immediately uh, like Brett immediately ran away, <laughs> which was dumb. Because there's only two guys who came out, but uh, <laughs> uh, they immediately said, "Jackie, you should join us." What the hell? Like, hey, come on, <laughs> this would never happen if you had just joined us. If, if yeah. you just no, I told you people no. Is, is what he should have said. Yeah, I, and Casey basically said that. He said, "No way, get out. This is not the right time." <laughs> yeah, leave us alone, man. Yeah, yeah, ca- ca- like. Big Hug's obsession with Jackie, I don't understand. <laughs> Real uh, quick, yeah. as off-topic as Big Hug was, and as annoying as they were, I'm being annoying now, go watch me a moment over this Yuri, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, we can uh, go on. <laughs> yeah, Casey said, no way, uh, this is not the right time. Then Shun immediately uh, started laughing. Uh, and sa- said that Casey has no authority as a, as a leader of a unit, uh, considering how easily he got eliminated, which is true. Like, Casey got eliminated over the top of rope pretty easily by Gianni. Uh, Casey, imi- Casey a- again asked for Maskey to reveal himself, uh, but he, he ju- but Maskey just turned around like he did at Bayside and went backstage. But this time, however, UT came out uh, back back out holding him uh, and it acted like he like caught Maxi in the when Maxi turned around uh, UT and Big Boss held Maxi down and uh, unmasked him and it was a yet to be debuted <laughs> young boy from the uh, Dragon Gate Future class who has not been named yet, and he everyone... is. He is. Um, on commentary, they they thought it was Kato, but it was not Kato. Um, Jay corrected on Twitter. His name is 
Tucci Gucci. Tucci Gucci. Tucci Gucci is it's okay. one name. That that's just the last yeah. name. Tucci Gucci. But either way, this was a guy that we had never seen before, like uh, except for like doing ringside duty. Huge reveal. <laughs> no, this is this is like this is worse than debuting and Ultimo renaming you as yeah, yeah. Junior. <laughs> Yeah, uh, everyone was confused. Like the whole, everyone in vibes was just as confused as, as the viewers. And Seabrats immediately started laughing. And I think uh, they, 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 the, the young boy said like, Seabrats is forcing me to do it, to do this. <laughs> uh, so there never was a vibes member member under the mask. See. Uh, and every everyone in Seabrats is laughing at, at Vibes for this, uh, for believing that it was a Vibes member under there. And SMJ takes the mic and says, A trainee in a mask costs Vibes their status and match at Bayside. We, we don't even trust each other. A trainee in a mask is, made us all question each other's loyalty. This is how Veek's uh, uh, natural vibes communication is right now. He was very frustrated about K uh, about how vibes has lost its purpose, and everyone is uh, being a mess there right now. And he stormed out, and immediately when after Strong Machine J had uh, st stormed out, uh, you could hear Shun laughing because I mean he won. <laughs> He he made everyone in Natural Vibes question each other and made Casey look like a complete geek and a really bad leader. And I thought this was done very well. I thought I I didn't think I would if you had said to me at Bayside that this was what they were gonna do with this whole Maxi thing. I don't think I would have liked it. But now looking at how Casey acted and how much of a point was made of how Casey is the is at fault for all of this and that vibes is so such a mess right now and I it's I think it has potential to be very good if if they continue this. Uh, and he uh, he shouldn't finishes his promo with saying that Vibes will continue to crumble under Casey's leadership and a Bratz team will win Reyes de Perez. But yeah, Yannick, what do you think about this whole bit? Um, we were watching this on the Discord together and in the live show, like, like a few of us were like, oh, this is interesting. No, they don't do it. Uh, they aren't doing it again today. They're drawing it like, oh no, there is something. And it was like this real up and down of this is great or this is dumb. And I don't want to watch this. In the end, I think it's brilliant. This is, it just makes so much sense for a character like Shun. Um, and I don't think anybody has thought of this, and I'm very happy about that. I'm also very happy that it isn't UT. Um, I'm very intrigued um, with what will happen with with Jay. Um, obviously, big fan 
very invested in him. So yeah, this will this this will be interesting. Um, in there were two shows that were streamed from. Where are where were they in Fukuoka? Fukuoka. Yeah, I have not seen those yet. But yeah. yeah, you do not uh, need to watch these. Um, but you know there were tag matches. Was the evening show also a tag match? Or was it the singles? No, the evening was the singles. But he was very dominant, and in the tag match on the uh, on the afternoon show. He was dominant alone, even though it was a tag match, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting that he is the one with the big lip when he they, hasn't won anything yet. They have the potential to do uh, the same thing, uh, a similar storyline to what uh, Stardom did for their cage match last year, with uh, Strong Machine J being the in the Psycho Mitani role of questioning uh, Casey's uh, or Utami's leadership. Uh, and I think that can lead to a very big spot if they end up doing uh, the uh, the unit defense match. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, and I kind of hate that you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about this whole thing? Yeah, kind of similar to what, he, what Yannick said. Like, there were parts of this that were really interesting and really well done. I especially liked when he, when UT, you know, was the one who to bring him out because we had all speculated that UT might have been Massey all along. So to see that kind of swerve happen was really well done. The reveal, if it had been you under the mask, I think it would have gotten the same reaction <laughs> as uh, Suchiguchi did here. Uh, you know, like nobody, it was like a totally ridiculous re- reaction, like non non-existent, and <laughs> everyone was just confused. If it were anybody else besides Shun, I think I would have liked this less. Oh but yeah, absolutely, it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but because it's so on brand for his character, like this is per- like it's perfect because of who it is that's behind this master plan. It actually, by the end of it, it all turned out to be completely brilliant. You know, so you know, long story short about it, like I love this. I thought it was so creative, uh, well done. They subverted all kinds of expectations. People like us speculating. Yeah, and and they did something too where instead. Of the focus being on the new, like, Mass Z, if it had been, a, you know, a guy they had had a plan for, a push or something, ideally he would have revealed himself and then became a top heel. Like, you know, you could have done something like that. Instead of all that, that doesn't matter now. Like, this, uh, you know, Suchiguchi, Suchiguchi had been forced to do this somehow, uh, or whatever has, has caused that happen. That's gone now. Now the focus is on Vibes and their internal strife between multiple members. You've set up potential like storylines that could branch off in so many different ways if they want to do it. And the one you said, I think is uh, that's something that really worked for like the stardom fan base and, and everybody who watched the cage match for them. That totally worked. (laughs) Huh? It was my match of the year, so it definitely worked. For me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, and it worked for everybody. Like I think if you you watched it, like to some extent at least, uh, you know, and if, to, to you at the match of the year, like it, maybe we could see something like that as well with the uh, 
you know, if they do a dead or a live cage match, you could build to a, a very similar, like you said, storyline, or you could do something completely different if you want. You could have Jay be the one to turn. You could have everybody get fed up. You could have Jackie uh, succumb to Big Hug <laughs> there. Every show in uh, Rey de Piraeus, in my opinion, should end with Big Hug asking Jackie to join them after after oh it. <laughs> I will be so sick of it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, I want this to be happening every time and then just finally one day Jackie just punches them both in the face. And that's what I would do. Another thing is that all of these guys are in the same block in the Reyes to Boreos, except for Strong Machine J. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay is teaming with Big Boss in the A block, yeah. Big, Big Hug uh, is in the, in the same block as Jackie and Jason, uh, and uh, in the same block as Shun and uh, Kato. But yeah, uh, I, I I will run through the rest of Boreas blocks uh, soon. Yeah, but um, really cool angle. It's something I think that the company needed, because uh, yeah. last month's show wasn't... They didn't light the world on fire, in my opinion, Bayside. And for a long time now, they've needed this kind of angle, I think, to kind of... Now you've reset so much of the promotion heading into the Rey de Piraeus that I think it's something that the company's needed for six months or so, if not longer. So I'm, I'm really glad that they did something like this and paid off things in a good way to now we have all of this speculation and excitement once again for the promotion. Cause I think that's a lot of what DG in its ideal form is built on. And I, I love that they did it this way. Yeah. Uh, any final things to say about the Corican main event or Corican as a whole? Something finally happened at Corican. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the keys uh, of nothing happening. <laughs> Could be a great inside joke, but I don't believe they did it intentionally. <laughs> um, then I will touch all. I will go through the Rest of Barrios blocks. Of course, the Rest of Barrios is a round robin tournament. It is starting on March seventh. Uh, no, March sixth in Corken Hall. That is their next Corken Hall show uh, after the Champion Gate uh, doubleheader in. Uh, Osaka, they will be returning to Tokyo for this. Uh, A block, Kota Minora and Ben K, Team Muscle of Go Class, Big Boss Shimizu and Strong Machine J of Natural Vibes, Dragon Kid, got a partner, and it was Naruki Doi who got roped into the match, into the team up. I mean, very funny. Then, Shuji Kondo's tag team partner is DDT wrestler Toro Washi, reforming Aganishu. That is awesome. Yeah, so that... good. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. Uh, then, Sebra's uh, team of Kai and Gianni Veletta. And then, the Ryugoku Dragon Pro team, who are currently the tag champs in that company, Musuku to uh, Tominaga and Shuri Joe. Uh, two wrestlers that I have not seen a lot of, so I. I can't judge them yet, uh, but I, I look forward to seeing uh, how they do. So, I've uh, a few times. How is good? What do you think about? Uh, what do you guys think about A Block? Let me pull it up again so I don't talk dumb shit. Well, to me, I think that you have a lot of interesting guys. I think that. In terms of wrestling, like work rate, this is the lesser block. Yeah. But you have interesting stories, so to speak. Obviously, with the Washi Kondo, Kai Valetta team, 
even Kid and Doi, I think they could do a lot of character work more than just having banger matches, which is okay. That's that's fine. Even Jay and Big Boss, you know, they could do something with them, even though I do agree with you. I think them being the one team outside of the, the other block is kind of interesting and kind of a, a may could be a clue, so to speak, on that they could easily win this block and you could easily do a storyline in the finals uh, for, yeah. for that if you wanted to. Uh, but I, and Minora Benke, I think that's some good stuff as well. Uh, I wish that they continued. I wish that uh, Minora and Yamato had been in the same block so they can kind of continue their storyline that they've had. But who knows? Maybe that'll be that'll be the final match on there. Even though I don't think it'll be, but still. Uh, but a good team, though. Minoru Benke is, is good. Uh, Shuri Joe, uh, you know, good wrestler. Uh, Tomonaga, I'm less familiar with, but hopefully they can do some good matches here. Decent block. Yeah, uh, that pre- pretty much echoes my my exact uh, feelings about um, a block. I'm intrigued about Boss and Chi. Um, obviously. I'm I'm clamoring for the J and UT the UTJ team, but it ain't happening. But uh, this is intriguing. It's not a, a pairing we saw much of. Yeah, it, it it's and it's kind of the two big guys in the, in Natural that's yeah. what I was thinking too. It's they're kind of like an overpowered team almost. Yeah, I mean the amount of matches J is losing. <laughs> yeah, good uh, point. Then the B block, in my opinion, the be- the best block here. I I look very much forward to this block. Uh, Luis Monte and Hyo Big Hug, D Courage, <laughs> Madoka Kikira, and Dragon. <laughs> You're Shut looking up. forward to this, and you start with Big Hug. They are first on the list. Madoka Kikira, Dragon Dial of D Courage, Casey and UT. Reforming the former Real Goku Dragon Pro champions and of Natural Vibes. Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kame, Kung Fu Masters. Yamato and Susumu Motosuke, which is awesome. And Shun Skywork and Yoshiki Kato of Seabrats. Um, should note the the Race of Rails tournament will take place after the Susumu and uh, Luis Monte match. So just to add that. But yeah, I. I think B block is very, very strong. Um, yeah. Out, outside of Big Hug, which is a question mark always, uh, I think there there's a lot of potential here for great matches. Um, it depends on how much um, of a disruptor role Shun and Kato will play, because if they if they have like work boots on, it will be amazing. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I really look forward to this tour. Uh, I I loved uh, last year's Reyes de Barrio, so I'm sure I'm going to be having similar feelings about this. Uh, the final will take place on April 10th in Corrigan Hall. And of course, they, they, they will do the semifinals first and then the final in the main event on that show. But yeah, uh, that this should be fun. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to this uh, uh this thing, and I think with if with Champion Gate and uh, the day before Champion Gate being Nostalgia Gate, I think that that's a great um, thing to have before Race the Prayers. And I I, I hope uh, that uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Alejandro return for a match at in Osaka uh, for the Twin Gate, so that we can have a Twin Gate match before 
uh, champion gate, but they haven't set up any challengers yet. But ideally, I think you would want to have all the titles on the line in champion gate. I hope so. Good point. The match uh, that I've circled in, in B-Block, I can't wait to see the Courage and the Kung Fu Masters uh, go at it. Yeah. Uh, I think that match is going to just slap all... Man, it's going to be such a great match. Um, also, it's interesting, because going into the tournament, one of the teams is both of the singles champions here. So how are they going to lose? I could easily see something where, like, you know, the Zebrats team counts gets them counted out or something like that. Uh, you know, but how else are they going to lose? Who are they going to set up for potential challengers in the future? Uh, you know, what are they going to do? I could see uh, Jackie pinning Hyo, uh, setting up a shot out of that as well. Uh, maybe Monte could lose a match to somebody and set up a, a challenger there. Uh, you know, maybe Susumu will get a pin on that. You know, you could easily see that as well. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they handle the Big Hug team because they both have the titles. Yeah. Um... Something to be noted uh, is that the weekend before the Reyes de Perez final, uh, a lot of Dragon Gate talent will be in the States, in Philadelphia, during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we have some announced matches, uh, which is awesome. I, I, I am really happy that if we finally have some Dragon Gate uh, representation during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, it's, it's very needed. One match that was announced, or they were announced for ETU, uh, which uh, are going to do a show that they are titled uh, ETU versus Dragon Gate. Uh, there, it will be Dragon Gate, Yamato, Shinsuke, Casey, Hoho Lun, Ben K, Koto Minora, and La Estrella. Uh, no matches announced yet, but they those uh, wrestlers have been announced for the ETU show on the 6th of April. Uh, that's the Saturday. And a big match was announced for Joe Janela's Spring Break on Friday, April 5th. Uh, it is Dragon Gate Classic, he has named them. Yamato, Dragon Kid, and Casey, so the 2010s generation, versus the Rainbow New Generation, Shun Skywalker, Ben K, and Kota Minora. Uh, Joe Janela, uh, when he tweeted out this match, compared, it, compared this to what, like, what he hopes this match uh, is going to be. It's going to be a do fixer uh, versus uh, uh, blood generation. No, uh, a do fixer versus uh, what's their name? Blood generation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, from ROH, a supercar of honor in in the mid mid two thousands that really put uh, Dragon Gate on the map for the for uh, Western audiences, which is a, a cool idea of of a match, and I think all of these guys have the potential to do that if they give get the time. It's such an easy like gimmick to promote. You're surprised that this had this hasn't been done more sooner. You know, like ten yeah. years ago, they should have been like, "We're trying to bring back Blood Generation to Do Fixer," because like, that's a match that everybody yeah. knows. Like, if you care enough to know about non WWE wrestling, you know that match pretty much. And I, you were around that era. I think I, I I like not to be nitpicky about this. <laughs> I would I would have. The D courage the trio be here, but of course Yoshioka is injured, and yeah. <laughs> they they aren't even announced for the states. But I I would have done if we were gonna do a trio trios match to showcase Dragon Gate talent. D courage would have been there. I mean, the me. question is, um, 
who decided which turn to fly over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Uh, you know, because yeah, this isn't this wouldn't have been if your say was like, hey, you know, somebody had called me, whoever was behind this, and said, Dylan, you know, DG, we need to recreate Blood Generation to do Fixer. Give us the six DG guys to do it. It would not be this match that they put together, you know, and uh, nothing against them. It could still be a great match. Also, it's yeah. it's also just it it cannot happen. Yeah. Dragon yeah. Gate is not the same as it was back then. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Like everything you said, and and the indie scene is what not what it was. The yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Res- trying to do exactly what it was is back yeah, then. Yeah, you're right. It's a fool's yeah, 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 yeah. Fool's yeah. game. And is, also, you the only yeah. indie match we we need back is. Uh, Cho versus Necro. Was, maybe that'll happen one day. Uh, with AEW the Japan. The only Dragon Gate in the match we need back is the Rookie Toy versus uh, Brian Donaldson, and I stand by that. Uh, <laughs> uh, another match that was announced was uh, yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a GCW and GCW versus the World show on April fourth. Uh, team Team Dragon Gate, Yamato Dragon Kid, and Shun Skywalker, a <laughs> Shun teaming with two two of the baby faces is pretty funny. Uh, versus uh, Los Desperados, which is Gringo Loco, uh, Artis, and no, what, what's his Artemis. name? Uh, Artemis. Aramis. Uh, Aramis, I think. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's uh, and I don't re- recognize the other luchador. And uh, since uh, GCW and Joey Janela have me blocked on Twitter, I only have the match graphic to go by. <laughs> Even no, GCW too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have obviously trashed them way too much in the, in the past. <laughs> they they were sick of you. <laughs> the whole promotion blocked you. Uh, but uh, oh, <laughs> it, it's good. We're, we're at the end of the episode, awesome. so I can easily uh, <laughs> say that. Uh, another match that was announced, a lot of matches were announced, but uh, another one was a, not, a showcase match on April 6th uh, for a, I think it's a, a fundraiser show uh, called Trash uh, Alexana. Uh, I don't know exactly the details of the show, but I I. Uh, I think it's a tribute to someone. Uh, Kota Minora versus Shun Skywalker in a special singles match. That is a cool match uh, to do uh, over in the States. I think Kota Minora could benefit a lot from this uh, States uh, tour here. Yeah, me too. We've seen him like you know do some good stuff uh, with Yamato right now. Uh, maybe work some different styles could help as well. Maybe get some Philly cheese steaks uh, in Philadelphia. That's what we need. We need to see all the DG wrestlers get some cheesesteaks right now and put, put them online. Yeah. And a lot, like, Dragon Gate during WrestleMania weekend is just good. I, I think that is a good idea. It will get more people to watch the, the stuff, hopefully, if they do well. And I think the talent there are going to have fun. But yeah, I, oh, I don't. Yeah, that's Aris. Oh, okay. RS oh, he's, is awesome. he's great. RS yeah, is yeah. amazing. Uh, the King of Strange Style, he calls himself. Um, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, he was at Karat last year. He was really great. And Gringo Loco is amazing anyways. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, we should... I, I, I look forward to talking about all of this, but of course we have a, a lot of other stuff before that. <laughs> There's a long time to, until WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but yeah, 
we will continue to uh, uh, let you know, guys know if any other matches get announced for Philadelphia uh, for Dragon Gate Talent and DDT Talent, who are going to do a, a whole show in, in uh, Philadelphia that weekend. But yeah, I think that's it for t- this week. It was so good to be back, guys. Uh, any final words? I'll say forever. I was going. Yeah, I was going to plug that. Uh, Dylan, what about you? I just want to say uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. It was so good to be back on the show. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, you're all happy. You don't want to get rid of me forever (laughs) out there. Uh, Hopefully, everybody had a good Valentine's Day. We're, We're on here a day after. Hopefully, everybody had some good vibes, had some good loved ones, got some good chocolates, Uh, you know, as always, food is the most a part of any day, holiday or not. I have a Reese's Pieces heart here uh, for, for Valentine's Day. I've kept it, and I will continue. Well, I won't continue. I'll eat it eventually, probably later tonight. But hopefully everybody had a good day. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, check out Eastern Lariat if you want to hear about all kinds of wrestling. Uh, the latest episode was a lot on New Japan, a lot on All Japan, a lot on Stardom, Rossi Ogawa, uh, Bushu Road going crazy. Uh, Noah, that we had to talk about Ken O and, and Wagner Jr. and uh, Eastern uh, Patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat covered the the show uh, TJPW Max Heart I did on there. Talked a little bit about the Super Bowl. Gonna talk about Limit Break with Noah, All Japan and IGF. It's crazy this world of Japanese wrestling we're in. Uh, wrestle update: Me and my sister, I just went to an NXT show, uh, Vengeance Day, uh, you know, about ten days ago now. Whatever. Uh, we did a show afterwards, a couple days afterwards. Uh, my my sister, first ever time on a purely wrestling show. Uh, we talk about Tiger Cast, uh, Tiger Mask W, and anime about wrestling on the Patreon. But she was really hyped and really excited, and she got very angry at me a lot on the show. If you want to hear that as well for some of my star ratings, wrestle update. Going to do some more stuff. Uh, Elimination Chamber coming up. I know somebody's going there. It should be a lot of fun times. Uh, AEW, blah, 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 Indies. Nello did a, a show about uh, all kinds of stuff. He was at a, a GCW show live. Uh, we'll see what he does on WrestleMania weekend, but we'll cover it. Lots of fun stuff. As I said, thank you guys for listening, checking it out, and just taking the time to care about me and anybody else, about what we think about all of this wrestling. Yeah. Um, I did my... my I'm... Uh, last Saturday, I, I did a special episode of the Actress Stage uh, podcast uh, covering uh, the unfortunate and tragic passing of Ashai uh, of uh, AWG. Me and Velke talked about him for about 40, 50 minutes uh, about her career. It's, it's, a, very, uh, it's a very disjointed uh, listen uh, because we were very emotional, of course, because... Uh, he she was a very special wrestler uh but i i yesterday it, or earlier today it was actually announced that she had a private funeral recently and what was put to rest which is uh, great i really hope her family is doing well and her friends are doing well uh reacting to the tragic and sudden passing of her uh but yeah check that out on the five star network youtube channel and uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dramatic Dream Dragons. And I'm glad we're back. Uh, hopefully we will be back next week. Uh, probably before the weekend, because both me and Yannick are traveling away that weekend, I think. Uh, but yeah. Until next time, as always, be ready. 
wake up and go. <laughs>